David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Elliot, I've been out of the studio for two weeks. I figured I'd better get back in here before you don't share the girls with me anymore. No kidding. What, what have you been doing? Trying to work and make some money. Oh, one, good, good thing one of us is. So who did you bring in today? The lovely and talented Ruth Riley of the Chicago Sky of the WNBA. Also a former Olympian gold medalist. Also a 2001 NCAA champion at Notre Dame. It's been ever- that long? It has been a few years, yes. I remember watching that game. <laughs> Funny how time flies when you're having a good career. It has, and it's flown by. Who did you play in that championship game in 2001? We played Purdue, actually. It was an in-state kind of championship, Notre Dame, Purdue, and St. Louis. We got the better end of the deal, though. As I recall, a fairly exciting game. Yeah, it was definitely a, a close one back and forth and uh, came down to um, knocking down a few free throws. I was going to say, some, some some tall player from Notre Dame made some free throws toward the end? Yeah. Would that, uh, would that have been you? Hit a few free throws uh, to put us up by two, and thankfully they didn't make that last second shot. Who else was on that team with, on Notre Dame? Our point guard, Neil Ivey, uh, who is an assistant coach at Notre Dame right now. She played in the WNBA for quite a few years. And um, Alicia Ritai is actually a Chicago native from Lake Zurich, I think. One of the best shooters in NCA when she was at Notre Dame. So uh, we had a pretty talented team. Now, we have the Olympics uh, coming up in London. Mm-hmm. What was your Olympic experience like other than winning a gold medal? In 2004, uh, the opportunity to play in Athens, which was something special, unique, because uh, obviously that's a birthplace of the Olympics. And so it was really fun to go back and to visit some of the uh, the Acropolis and some of the older historic sites uh, in Greece. But more than that, just the opportunity to represent your country on the greatest stage. And there's nothing like the Olympics. It's truly an amazing experience. So was that the biggest throw of your life, winning the uh, Olympic medal? You know, I, I would say it's the greatest honor I've had as an athlete. I think for me, just winning um, national championship in 2001 was my first championship experience. So I think, you know, the first time is is something that you probably remember the most. Um, but there really is no greater honor than representing your country. Did you get a ring for the 2001 championship? We did get a ring, uh-huh. A lot of bling or not a lot? A little bling on it. Um yeah, we won a couple championships in Detroit, so there's probably a lot more bling on those <laughs> as you get to the pros and in the college world. So you played for Bill Lambeer? I did play for Bill Lambeer. What was that like, other than a shock? <laughs> um, you know, Bill's honestly probably one of the smartest guys I know. Um, as Just because he went to Notre Dame. 
<laughs> I don't think he went to many classes at Notre Dame. <laughs> Let's just say that. But um, he likes class. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, as a as an athlete, obviously he uh, won a few championships with the Pistons, and he's not the most athletic guy. So I think he, his uh, advantage was his brain, and you know, he's a very smart player and very tough player. Um, as a coach, he taught me a lot. Um, Nobody's not always the easiest guy to get along with. I think that's pretty obvious if you watched him as a player. Did he use any elbows on you during practice? Yeah, you know, our other assistant coach was Rick Mahorn, so sometimes those guys would, <laughs> would get in there and mix it up a little bit. Uh, obviously, they weren't running full court with us, but um, yeah, they would get in there and have some fun. So they were good for the half-court game, but not the back and down, up and down? Yeah, not so much uh, the full length anymore for those guys. Are they shaped like Barkley now? <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that one. <laughs> You're involved in something called Nothing But Nets. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what that is? Sure. Um, it is a grassroots, global grassroots campaign by the UN Foundation, and malaria is one of the leading killers of children in Africa. And you know, something we don't obviously deal with here in the United States anymore. Um, but a bed net is something that you simply hang over the bed. It kills the mosquitoes upon uh, contact, but it also protects them while sleeping at night. And these mosquitoes that carry malaria actually just come out at night. So nothing but nets, hence the nets. Um, Sports Illustrated writer Rick Riley um, is one of the guys that actually started this campaign with the UN Foundation. So the NBA and the WBA have been founding partners uh, since its launch in 2006. Have you gone to Africa yet? I have. I've been to Mali, Nigeria, and Angola to do net distributions. And, you know, it's just um, obviously the first time you see uh, what extreme poverty looks like, it's it's devastating. It really is. And to understand that they're losing lives to something that we don't even deal with or are conscious of here. Um, but on the flip side, it's been amazing because our fan support and the people back here have done a tremendous job of you know, ten dollars is an easy, easy thing to give for us, and to know that you're saving a life or two with ten boxes is something that I think people feel good about. So when people complain about the poverty in Detroit, you just say, just go to Africa, and you'll see real poverty. No, I mean, I, I think poverty is a reality across the world. I mean, we we struggle with same issues. I mean, here in Chicago, um, you know, and I think that it's just understanding that we can help each other out, you know, whether it's extending a hand across your, your neighbor across the street or, you know, half half a world away. You have an event coming up August 12th at the studio in Libertyville mm-hmm. from 1 to 4. What does that all involve? You know, it's just a fun day for families to come out. Um, I'm partnering with Amazing Cosmetics, and, you know, we're going to put some basketball hoops out, um, have some of the Liberty High School girls are going to, just uh, volunteer, and you know, kids can come out and play some hoops, uh, get some mini makeovers. Uh, there'll be food. There'll be a DJ. It's just a fun community day where all the profits are, are going to go to nothing but nets. So, if there's a DJ, you're going to bust out some moves on the court. Or? Oh, I don't know if people want to see me try to dance. <laughs> so, you guys don't go to the clubs when you're on the road. Yeah, um, not so much yet. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed you didn't wear your cowboy boots in today. You know, I do have them. They just didn't go with the outfit. Okay. <laughs> Where are you from originally? I grew up in Indiana on a farm uh, in between Indianapolis and South Bend. So was it always Notre Dame for college, or were you looking at other schools? 
You know, it really was Notre Dame for me. I know you can take five official visits, but I really only took one. Um, and I knew as soon as I was there that Notre Dame was the fit for me, and there's nothing that I regret about that decision. I mean, it was an amazing four years, and it continues to be my second home. Five visits. I mean, Hawaii, Miami, where else? California? I know. You would think the recruiting process is actually a lot more stressful than people think. And then you have envelopes on your door at each stop? Yeah, right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe that's the guys I'm thinking of. Yeah, I think you have Maybe the wrong gender. so, yeah. <laughs> the NBA took, is in, or the WNBA is in the midst of its Olympic break, but that you still practice. Mm-hmm. Although last week you had off? Yes. And you went? To, to Greece. Not Greek town. You no, went, you went to Greece. Town. I went to Greece, yeah. I had the opportunity to play in Athens for a year, and it's just a great country. I mean, um, a fun place to, to go, hang out. I mean, I have a lot of friends there, so having a week off, it was a good time for me to get away and um, just kind of you know step away from the court for a week, and now we're back at work. Your mastery of the Greek language, at what level would you say oh, it is? He, which means no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can pretty much say Kalimera and uh, hello, thank you. That's about it. It's a pretty difficult language. Can you order off a menu? Only if it's uh, chicken suvaki or tzatziki. <laughs> Saganaki? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only one I like. <laughs> How's Greek basketball different than American basketball? You know, it's very different. I mean, the, the level of the girls, um, the league in general is not the top league in Europe to play in. I mean, the team that I play out on, we won the Euro Cup two years before. So, um, you know, I think we were playing at a pretty high level for Greece. But um, I think that, you know, the crisis, they're getting hit pretty hard. So I think that's going to reflect on the, their athletes there. Honestly, a lot of their guys are going to go play in other countries this year coming up. What's the Grecian formula for success? But I'm bump. <laughs> um, you know, they enjoy life. I'm going to put it that way. Um, they they enjoy their son, their music, um, their friends. So I think to them that's success. So do you hang out at the beach or in the cities or where? Yeah, I did. I spent a lot of time at the beach um, just kind of catching up with friends and uh, played a little volleyball. Um yeah, so it's a good week. Any good at volleyball? Yeah, I've, I've picked up. I've, I played volleyball growing up, and you know, it was kind of a choice I had to make between basketball and volleyball. But beach volleyball I didn't start until I moved to Miami uh, my rookie year. Miami? Who did you play for in Miami? The Miami Soul, unfortunately, does not exist anymore. But love for them to still be around. Um, so Miami lost its soul. Yes, they lost their soul. Boy, <laughs> boy, you're on a roll today, David. <laughs> This Friday, the 27th, mm-hmm. there is a function at Rocket Bar and Grill that you'll be at for an event that's held every four years, and this year is being held in London, but we can't use the word that starts with a capital O yes. for fear of the... Uh, Copyright issues. Yeah. <laughs> the five circle games. Yeah, that's it. <gasps> Um, you know, we're, it's it's going to be a fun day um, from 6 to 8.30. Uh, just come out. I mean, for anyone who loves sports and loves this time of year, uh, you know, there's going to be food provided and just a great time to hang out and, and watch some of the activities. And if it's a really hot day, it'll be air-conditioned inside at the very least. Well, there you go, yeah. So 
I know the men have the professionals playing in the games. What about the women? Do you have to be an amateur, or do you still have to be an amateur, or could you be a professional play for the women? Um, no, they're all professionals at this point. Um, yeah, I think they changed that. Right. Even the, the amateurs time. are professionals, right? Yeah. You know, there's no no more of this, well, I'm technically an amateur, but can you hand me that envelope or those, that check under the table? You know, all the endorsement deals that they would get and things like that. Yeah, I I think, well, for women's basketball, they're, they're pretty much all professional players. Did you ever think you wanted to come back in 2008 or this year and play? You know, there's so we have so many um, very talented players to choose from in, in the United States. So I think that I'm very grateful for my experience and, um, you know, now I just cheer on the girls that are on the team. Can you dunk a basketball? Not anymore. I've only done it a couple times, never in a game. But, um, yeah, I wish I could do it. I mean, Sylvia obviously can dunk very easily. She makes it look like our layups. <laughs> Yeah, but she had a game uh, this season where she went for the dunk and it, what it do, hit off the back rim? You no, know, it's amazing. I mean, she literally in practice will just do layups. She can dunk like it's not a problem. I think, you know, she just has never done it in a game, so maybe a little nervous. Is there something that's different between practice and the game itself that muscles tighten up or, or your mind gets playing games that says, okay, I, I can't get up to where I need or I'm, I'm not going to try it now? Well, I just don't think she's ever done it in a WNBA game. I know she's done it in college. So I think that first anxiety of, you know, doing it for the first time is probably what's standing in her way a little bit. But I'm sure she'll she'll be dunking soon. Recently, you were inducted into the Academic All-America Hall of Fame. For a basketball player, what's that, like a C-? minus? <laughs> no. No. This is not even just basketball. This is all athletes. Um, you know, it's just a tremendous honor, honestly. My mom raised me to understand the value of my education and that my education came first. And so I know she's extremely proud of the fact that, you know, I've been um, awarded something not only because of what I've done on the court, but because I was able to maintain good grades um, while playing. You're the second woman? You know, I think the second one from Notre, Notre- Dame, oh. uh, but only the only woman in this class. Okay. Um, this year, yeah. Do you get nominated for it, or how do they choose? Yeah, this was the first year I was actually eligible, I think 10 years out, or something like that. And so um, all the SIDs of the colleges around the How long US. you got to be out of school to be eligible? I think 10 years, at least. Okay. What's yeah. the reasoning behind it? You think you'd want the people while they're in school? Um, well, I mean, I, I think there's so well, many people. They, they want to make sure that you more. actually did go to class. And I you guess did. make sure, yeah. So Lambert didn't get his uh, <laughs> thing yet. Yeah, I think that's probably not going to happen. So are you a Mensa? A Mensa. That's like the top 1% in the world? No, no that's not me. <laughs> you have to have a lot of smarticles. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Well, let's put it this way. She's the smartest one in the room right now, <laughs> which may not be saying a whole lot. But So how tall are you? You're, what, 6'4", six, 6'5"? Six, six, four and a half to be exact. So I think they round up to 6'5 on the roster. But you're not the tallest person in this guy. Yeah, I think uh, Carolyn's probably 6'6". Six, six. Carolyn Swords? Yeah. Seems a little taller than me. So what's the key to dunking? Just leg strength or the height or you need everything? Well, I think it's the vertical. Um, I'm not going to lie. I think you got to be able to jump. And so, I mean, Sylvia is just an amazing athlete. How tall is she? You know, 
Six four, maybe. Is she that? Is she six, shorter than know. you? You know, that's a good question. I'm gonna have to measure that when she gets back. You don't have contests like stand back to back and see who's taller, like when you were kids. Yeah, we actually haven't done that. No, it's um something to. Elliot's got a about. job to do at the next game. <laughs> okay, everybody, stand back to back. I want to see who's taller. Yeah. But no, you got to buy a comic book. In the back of comic books, they have the ads. Jump higher, buy these shoes or buy these inserts. Uh huh. And how'd that work for you, David? It didn't do anything. <laughs> when your vertical zero. It got you all the way up to like six one. inches off the ground? No, like one inch. <laughs> and that was the lift it gave you, I think. Oh, goodness. So the sky starts up with games August 17th. Mm-hmm. And the team started off seven and one. Looked like it was well on its way to with the first postseason appearance in the franchise history. Then Epiphany Prince goes down with uh, a broken bone in her foot, mm-hmm. and you, the sky is now eight and nine, awaiting Epiphany's return in a few weeks. Uh, what's the mental state of the team? Yeah, I think um, we kind of welcome this break because we realize um, we have a lot that we need to work on, and this gives us a chance to address some of those issues and. And to get people healthy, uh, having this break is great because that means Epiphany is going to be back. Um, if it wasn't Olympic year, we, we might have lost her for almost the whole season. And so I think um, the ability to get people healthy, to, to work on things, because we do have a lot of new players, although things kind of gelled a little bit early. Uh, you know, we can work on our chemistry a little bit throughout this hiatus. Well, Pokey Chapman, who's the coach, is also the general manager, and she brought in you. She brought in the Swin Cash, and, and you, you know, that's two fifths of the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. So, Tisha Pinatero is new. Nicole uh, Willingham is new. Right. So we have a lot of pretty new faces here. I'm going to call Elliot Chicken Little. He's saying the sky is falling. <laughs> we're, is, we're going uh, back up. They, they've fallen on occasion, although they had some miraculous victories earlier in the season. Yeah. Where Epiphany would hit a three pointer. It seemed like she could have her eyes closed and just throw the ball up, and it it went in, and they they would either win or send the game into overtime, and then they would win. Mm-hmm. But uh, exciting basketball. Assess your level of performance to this uh, point in the season. No, I think as an athlete, you can always you always feel like you can do better, um, and I recognize that uh, just working on being more consistent. I think knocking down some shots. Um, my role is kind of the intangibles, honestly, at this point in my career. So making sure that, you know, I keep our team together, bringing leadership and um, championship experience, and um, just doing whatever our team needs me to do at that point to help us win. And you're, you're not the only writer in the room. I see you wrote a children's book. I did write a children's book, yep. What's um, the name of it? You know, I think it's The Spirit of Basketball. Um you know, it's just a fun little book for kids to understand that I think basketball is one thing. Sports and I think music are two things that transcend across a lot of barriers throughout the world. And so, um, you know, it kind of showed a little girl playing basketball in different areas that I've actually played or traveled to. And so, uh, yeah, it was fun. Any writing in your future, you think? You know, I will write a book, I think, at some point. I enjoy blogging, although I don't write that often, but... I enjoy writing, and so I, I'm sure that I'll write um, a book at some point in my career here. Have you figured out what you want to be when you grow up, if you grow up? 
Well, Some of us still haven't, yeah. so don't worry about it. You know, at, what I do on the humanitarian side of things is definitely what I'm most passionate about, using the platform of sports uh, to make a difference, a positive difference in people's lives. And so I see myself doing that on a greater level, definitely when I'm done playing. And you got a great honor from former President Bush when he named you to the President's Council on Phys- Physical Fitness. Yeah, I've had the opportunity to do a few things with um, President Bush and, and his wife, Laura, at the White House. And so, um, you know, it's a great honor because we have so many kids that look up to us and understanding, you know, the, the messaging that we're sending them now is very important, not only to be healthy, but to make smart decisions. And and so I think that our athletes here in Chicago and in the WBA embrace that role. Did you meet Arnold Schwarzenegger? I did not, no. Wasn't he your boss? I thought he was ahead of the President's Council on Physical Fitness. You know what? I... I I didn't Still, he time. was once upon a time. Maybe when the Democrats came in, they kicked him out. <laughs> Did Maybe he say, so. I'll be back? <laughs> <laughs> so you have you played basketball with President Obama yet? I have not, no. But I hear he's a pretty good player. I hear they play um, quite a bit. We'll pick up games. Well, if you guys win the WNBA championship, then you'll be able to mm-hmm. get to the White House. Minor detail, right? All you got to yeah. do is win the championship. First, yeah. you got to get into the postseason. Yeah, our goal is definitely make the playoffs for the first time, but not just to get there. Um, we want to to be playing well and to be playing up to our potential. And then, you know, once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. Is this your full-time job playing for the Sky, or can you have another job on top of that? Well, during the summer, it is a full-time job. Uh, most of the girls play in Europe in our off-season, so um, I generally divide my time between devoting a lot more to traveling and working with the NGOs and um, nothing but nets in the groups that I work with. And then probably after Christmas, I'll go overseas and play again. During this Olympic break, you were one of uh, three athletes that ESPN has selected to carry around a flip cam to show what you're doing during this time. How are you picked and and what do you, what do you film? You know, I'm not exactly sure how I'm picked, but, um, I think just knowing that I'm I'm going to be pretty active, whether it's um, my vacation, I guess you could say, in Greece, but also here in the community because there's a lot that I have planned, you know, that I want to do. And so I think ESPN wants to, to find a few athletes that are, are pretty heavily evolved in this uh, break in our season. You get to keep the flip cam when it's all over? I'm sure not. No. <laughs> it's probably got ESPN all over, property of ESPN. Yeah, I'm sure. If Bond returned to uh, Chris Berman. There you go. So do you have any dreams of going into coaching? You know, I enjoy teaching. I feel like I've had some amazing coaches who have invested a lot of knowledge in my life. And so I do like passing that knowledge on. But I don't see myself right now coaching um, as a profession, no. So no lingerie basketball either? Yeah, I think that exists. It, it does exist. Dave's a big football. proponent of that. No, they have basketball. Elliot, they do? The breakdown. Yeah, I think it was out of uh, California. Surprise. Or maybe that was bikini basketball. Oh, yeah, bikini basketball, sorry. Is this what you guys talk about on your show? <laughs> <laughs> Jenny McCarthy's sister was one of the players. Uh-huh. JoJo. I don't know if you ever played against JoJo McCarthy. I haven't, no. <laughs> she played at UIC. Oh, okay. It's not a big basketball haven. Who's the toughest person you ever played against? Um, you know, I think that's a in my position is probably a tie between Lisa Leslie and Lauren Jackson. I mean, two of the top centers in the world, but um, both very different in the style of play. 
How long can you keep this up, this basketball career of yours? It's a good question. Uh, I signed for three years here in Chicago, so um, you know, at least three more, and then we'll see what happens after that. Do you get a pension like the NBA players do? Are you part of the whole pension thing, or you're separate? Yeah, no, we don't have exactly the NBA pension plan, although that would be nice. Isn't there equal? Aren't you a pl- you're a player rep or something exciting like that, right? I'm the first vice president of our union, yeah. Um, but I think that's... You need to hire Donald Fair or somebody like that. Uh, you know, somebody who could get you a good collective bargaining agreement. We have one more year, actually, after next season our CBA is up, so we'll be renegotiating. But, you know, I mean, it's all about dollars in the sports world. And so our focus is to build our brand here in Chicago to make um, sure that the WNBA is, is solid in where it's at and then expand from there. Now, are you funded by, are you all owned by the league or are you owned by individual owners each team? Yeah, our owner here, uh, majority owner Michael Alter is great, great owner. I mean, he's so invested in our team and in not only what he does with us, but in the community of Chicago. Uh, but every team is different. So I played in San Antonio and we had the same owners as the Spurs, but there are teams like Colorado who are owned by the Mohegan Sun Casino, so that have completely separate ownership. And Detroit's owned by the Pistons, right? Detroit is uh, no longer in Detroit. They actually moved to Tulsa. So they do have independent ownership in Tulsa. You're not keeping up with your WNBA the way you should, David. No, because here's the problem. The teams that are owned by NBA teams seems like they promote those teams more, whereas it seems like the Bulls the, never wanted to get involved. The Phoenix Mercury right. uh-huh. has that link. Yeah. You know, and, and Ann Myers Drysdale is an official with the Suns and with the Mercury. And mm-hmm. you sort of need... That, what's, what's the word? Synergy? Yeah, it definitely helps if you can utilize the, you know, the contacts, the sponsorship, and everything from the NBA side. I think um, the, the Connecticut Sun have proven that you know, they're capable of doing it on their own. Uh, it's just finding the model that works for each city, and, and every, every market's different. Uh, what works here in Chicago is not going to work you know, in another city. So I think it's just figuring out what works for your city. And the the crowds at the All-State Arena do seem to be getting larger as the season progresses. So that has to be at least a hopeful sign from management as well as player perspective, I would think. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we're here not only to win games, but just to, to build a successful team. I mean, Chicago's a great sports city, and I think that they support the teams that they know are going to go out and play hard and win and represent just um, what the people of Chicago feel their identity is. And so I think that's what our focus is as long as well as winning games. Have you ever gone to the All-Star Weekend and competed? I know they have the, what, three-on-three where you have a senior citizen basketball player, a current NBA player, and a WNBA player. You know, I've played in the celebrity game a couple times. I have not played in the Shooting Stars competition, but, um, yeah, I've been a part of a few NBA NBA All-Star experiences. Who did you play with? Um, oh my, who was on? SEO was on the team. Uh, there's a lot of actors, entertainers. Um, Urkel? Urkel was not on the team, no. <laughs> He's a pretty good basketball player from what I heard. Yeah? He was on Dancing with the Stars, too. Right, Jaleel White. You don't want to call him Urkel, I'll get mad about that. Really? Hmm, it's good to know. What about Grandmama, Larry Johnson? Larry was not there, no. So who was your favorite player growing up? I was an Indiana girl, I would say Larry Bird. Um, but obviously, I, 
I mean, who didn't like Magic and Jordan? And I mean, there's so many great legends, as we call them now, to watch. What about Reggie Miller? Yeah, definitely Reggie Miller. It's a good call. Um, but he wasn't the best player in his family, he said. Cheryl could beat him. He said Cheryl could beat him all Cheryl's the time. Cheryl's tough. Yeah, definitely. Have you? The show doesn't still play it. I mean, I know she's retired, but no. yeah, no, she doesn't play anymore. She, but. she doesn't move. She doesn't move too well. Uh, you know, I think you have better foot speed than she does, David. <laughs> Although she still probably has a better shot, and she probably still could jump higher than you. <laughs> <laughs> so. What else do you have planned this year? I mean, not that you're not already completely booked. Mm-hmm. Um, well, after this Olympic break, obviously we have we start seven games in twelve days, so we have uh, just we come out the gates firing after the Olympic break, and um, then hopefully the playoffs. And after that, I'll spend a little time with the other charities that I'm involved in, hang out with the fam, and um, pretty much after that, the year's over. Recently, you received a, a league-wide award for community service. I think it was your third one of your career. Where do you mm-hmm. put all those trophies? You know, right now they're just in storage. <laughs> Honestly, because aren't you supposed to have a big trophy room with a big screen TV and all that stuff? Yeah, someday. But my condo in Miami is too small. It'd be a little silly to have uh, if <laughs> filled with trophies. So, where's the medal? Um, you know, you're technically not supposed to talk about that. Um, because if I tell you, then everyone knows where it's at. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here, you want to you want to give the the exact location and then maybe the directions for people. It's in a safe deposit box. Yeah, it's in a safe place. We'll put it that way. <laughs> for my wife, which be your underwear drawer. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> we want to thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Hopefully, some of your smarticles rubbed off on me. <laughs> we can only hope. Ruth Riley, thank you very much. Thank you. And when we come back, you're going to hear an interview, Ellie and I tape, with Tommy John. Stay tuned.